It's another Trom bonus episode. It's just Rob, Engineer Joey, and a pocket full of dreams as we go down to Mesa Town to see what the fuck is going down. That's right, we're covering Skate Punk Scod Dabblers Authority Zero on Checkered Past, the Scod Cast. What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Pass, the Scodcast with Selin and Rob, the show where a grand can young Costello and a university of fiend Nick Hexum explore the history and impact of a different band each episode and hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob, and this is my trombonist co-host, Engineer Joey. Hello, it's me, Engineer Joey. Grand Can Young Costello. That's what I couldn't... Grand, it's Grand Canyon. Okay, and then the other one was a... Uh, University of Fiend Nick Hexum. I like... <laughs> I, don't, actually, I don't know if I like that one or not. <laughs> University of Fiend Nick Hexum. Fiend Nick Hexum. Right, from 311. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm aware. He amber is the color of, of his energy. Yep. Yes. <laughs> also the color of their university. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, slanted rhymes. <laughs> yeah, okay. You may have noticed that there was a new trombonist theme song today. Uh, our good friend Keelan, uh, I believe his Twitter handle is at Keelan Malo Smith on the tweets, uh, submitted that for us. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's very cool to have our friends send us music. And he's friend of the pod and friend in real life. So, Yeah, we thought it was yeah, nice to kind of mix it up a little bit, have like a different theme for the trombonuses. That way you know what you're getting in for, right? We, of course, will still have the wonderful Mad Bomber theme. Of course. Uh, that we will hold on to, uh, of which I am not confident they've heard an episode. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Have we talked to them recently? Celine must have. No. Sel- no. So, since we okayed the use <laughs> of the song. Since we, we're we like, still hey, haven't started we- making money, so the agreement is we don't have to tell them anything about it until we start making money that we have to give them. So. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even think that. I think they just <laughs> said, yeah, don't, like- <laughs> don't be shitheads, don't be hateful. Yeah, pretty much. Right? And we're like, oh, no problem. And also, I don't know, no one's going to listen to it. Although, the, it, way more people listen to this show than I've had any How many of. people, Rob? <laughs> uh, we uh, just crossed over 10,000 listens uh, total since we started, uh, which is, beep, 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 beep. you know, we're not hitting in defensive ska numbers by any means, but uh, that is still bananas. Uh, and we thank each and every person that listens to this show with the bottom of our hearts because we are not professionals. We're not, uh, we weren't in the ska music scene. Uh, we didn't, you know, write a best selling book. <laughs> Uh, we had no clout whatsoever. Just started dropping stupid episodes. Literally and liked it. opened the Twitter account and Instagram account like two months before we dropped an episode and just went at it. Organic growth. Isn't that what they call it in the yeah, indie pod sphere? I believe so. Organic growth. Well, today it's trombonist time. Uh, and so we had a suggestion on the old Patreon. So we get all our trombonuses nowadays from suggestions from our patrons through the Discord. Uh, if you'd like to sign up, patreon.com slash checkered past uh, for $3.50. 
you can join the official Checkerheads and get on the Discord, start chatting, and start suggesting stuff. So this is from Ichub on the Discord, one of our OGs. Uh, recommended a couple bands, actually. said uh, Authority Zero uh, as a band, and also uh, The Bastard Sons, which I might keep that as, an, as a, another one for the future, because I don't think enough people know who they even are, but that would be a really good band to do in the future. Uh, but Authority Zero is the band we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So, uh, Joey, Authority Zero, what do you know about them? What is your history? Uh, Authority Zero, I remember when they first started coming through Edmonton. I don't think I saw the first show. I think the first time they came through Alberta, they were on a warp tour. Uh, the one before the first one I went to, I think, if I'm getting my timeline in my brain correct. Um, and then I saw them at the warp tour that I went to, um, I think it would have been 2006 ish, 2007, something like that. Uh, and then after that, there was like in the intervening between like that time and like 2010, there was about 15 or 20 small fest shows that came through mm. Edmonton where they were like, they would just kind of like lump bands that were touring across Canada together and call it snow jam or whatever oh, yeah. they make up a name for it right <laughs> and so and authority zero zipped through five times six times through the, through the like I, I saw them it seemed like they opened every show that had six bands for a long time so i saw them a lot uh we listened to them a lot in the party house oh yeah um and actually today uh i was at work and i was listening to all of the crazy new ska that dropped uh today yeah uh it is uh, May 27th. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the Jer album dropped, and the Frighteners album dropped, and the Bruce Lee band album drops. There's so much good music. So I was listening to that on my little Bluetooth, um, and then over like the bigger speakers in the mechanic area, um, they, they had, didn't play music all day, and then they turned it on, and it just happened to be the This Is Authority Zero playlist on Spotify. So I was like dicking around, and I'd listen to two or three songs, I was like, are you guys listening to Authority Zero? <laughs> Josh was like, yup. I was like, we're doing an episode about them in like five hours. Sweet. <laughs> Authority Zero, for those who don't know who they are, um, they are from Arizona. So from the punk rock capital of North America, Arizona. Yeah, I know nothing about their history. Um, but uh, just to give you like, we'll, we'll do a little bit of history, a little shallow dive uh, for trombonist's sake. Uh, they have real backward baseball cap energy. Um, this is like skate punk ishness, like Pennywise, yeah, Pennywise bad religion family for sure. No effects. This is like early epitaph, middle fat records type stuff. Yeah. Um, and that, that plays big in, uh, in Edmonton. Absolutely. That's on that. Like Sonic, our alternative radio station plays a lot of that type of music. Mm hmm. Like, if there's a new Bad Religion album out, they're playing, like, every song on there. Like Bad Religion? Bad Religion. Uh, and uh, 30 Zero definitely fits that. Their biggest difference is that they are not shy about how much they fucking love Sublime. Uh, yeah. And so... And Off yeah. Ivy, I would say. Yeah, of course. Like Pretty that, heavy Off Ivy influence. There's ska punkiness. Yeah. Um, but, like, they're, they have some real allegiance to the Brad Knowles of the world. Uh, For sure. So, and they've appeared on a few sublimish compilations. Uh, I, I can't remember what the most recent one was, but it's like In Love of Bradley or Bradley's House or I don't know. I had some name like that, but although that sounds like a sitcom. Uh, <laughs> Bradley's House. Yeah. Just a 
Just a guy with no shirt and sunglasses doing yeah. heroin. Doing on the heroin, couch. doing a lot of heroin. It's really boring. Uh, there's no jokes. Oh no! All, all the uh, all the comedic timing and stuff is just his family doing stuff around him yeah. while he just chills out and hangs out with his dog. And Butch comes in. Butch? I don't know. And that one of the guys from Sublime. I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Bud, I think that's the Oh, yeah. Bud. Bud. Whoops. Uh, I don't know anything about Sublime. <laughs> I, I don't have a tattoo. <laughs> some people do. <laughs> some, people, some, some people, people do. do. <laughs> some people have Sublime tattoos. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Authority Zero, they were founded in 94, uh, but didn't actually release their first full-length album until 2002? That's wild. Yeah. Crazy. Like they didn't get a record deal for eight years, and they didn't even do like a DIY one. They were just playing shows. They for that long. they did That's a fucking a, crazy. They did a self released. Oh, EP they did a self released in like two thousand. Still like still wow. That's and, a long time to be a yeah. band and not put out any recorded material. Holy smokes! And if they did, it was probably super local, like on cassette. Yeah, and got no head of steam until. Yeah, 2000, 2001. Crazy. Like, they founded when that kind of punk music was mainstream. Like, you know, like, they, they arguably could have been a band way sooner. Their sound yeah. is, it sounds like that. Yeah. Like, like, of the bands of the same ilk in the mid-2000s when I was seeing Authority Zero, Authority Zero sounded more like the headliners who were the big bands in 95. Yeah, they were like the young version. Like uh, nowadays, like Chaser is like the band that kind of sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. Where they sound like kind of ripped out of like like L.A. punk music from years ago. Um, and But I mean, when they would have been coming out for the first time and on those Warp tours, they would have been really out of place amongst all those like drive-through records bands. This was right before that drive-through records wave hit. The, when I went you think to, so? Yeah. Yeah, because okay. when I went to that Warp tour, it was still uh, like No Effects, Pennywise, Suicide Machines, these guys, Horror Pops. Um, Sure. Uh, yeah, it was it was right before that wave of the more emo sense. Yeah, and stuff. I'm even looking at who they were touring with during the first little period and uh no use for a name, some forty one. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Gutter mouth, H two O. Yeah. That's all right. Love in no there. use for a name. Oh yeah, R. I. P. Yeah, R. I. P. Uh, so sad yeah. I only got to see him one time. No use for a name was sick. Yeah. That's like a type of music that's normally too poppy for me, but I do like no use for name. I feel like they play fast. Their enough. live in a dive record is oh, the, best. the best. It's, it's one like, of the best oh. live record punk records. ever. Yeah. Totally. Like that with like the adolescence punk, like live record. Oh, unreal. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's just play one of their bigger punk songs so that you can kind of get a feel for like what their normal sound is. What, a, what a typical authority zero uh, record would sound like. So the song's called Revolution. Harmonic bass? It's like that Blink-182 song. Yeah, straight out of the No Use for a Name playbook. <laughs> Same one I copied all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Even in those two lines, though, you can tell this guy's voice is out of control. He's a very good singer. Yeah. Very good singer. Jason DeVore is a He singer. can sing very, very 
fast, which I'm sure we'll bring up at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. we'll get into that when we yeah. get into, like, the live stuff. <laughs> uh, this song rips, actually. Oh. I, I remember this song now, once we got into the chorus. Yeah. This was on their second album, Andiamo. Um, but that's a t- that's pretty typical. They'll play some songs a little bit faster than that, but... Yeah, hooky. Yeah, kind of mid-tempo skate Mid-tempo punk. Skate punk. Yeah. This one is one of their most streamed songs. I think it was on a video game or something. Maybe uh, that's why I know it so well. Yeah. I, I definitely, it was. that's a song that I've heard a gajillion times. Probably on a compilation or something. But we won't be focused on their punk stuff. We're going to talk ska, reggae. We're going to do checkered past. So let's tarry no further. Let's get into Authority Zero. Let's talk about, from their first album, A Passage in Time. This song's called Over Seasons. Oh, that's a good song. This mad Brad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't love the fake in Jamaican. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like he doesn't do that as much in the future. I feel like it was really bad on this one, but. I like the kind of like dubby, like overly emphasized echo they have on his voice for whatever reason. Yeah. Sounds cool. There's also a lot of surf on that first re- record, which I almost forgot about. The surfy. What's your drums? Yeah. I feel like this song is decently popular too, right? Yeah, I've, like yeah, we've heard it before. The, the, what, sorry, what album is this from? Passage in Time, the first one. Yeah, this album was a regular play for sure around our house back in the day. Their first two records were on a major, so they got pushed around a lot. I, I, those were I. It's actually the second one, which we'll get to right away, that I first heard them, and yeah, because it had massive distribution. So guitar, guitar question. How do you feel? So they play like just like the top three like uh strings like they don't do like the full bar when they play the the skank like it's really like yeah how do you feel about that versus like the full full Um, bar chord skank well just like a couple strings like i I feel like that's (laughs) a whole conversation unto itself because (laughs) if you're playing real ska guitar then you don't even do a bar chord you do like kind of like a c that's a bar chord but you don't do the top because you don't need the top right and you're supposed to just and you're supposed to strum down scatolite's down strummed downstroked i i think it's uh all about what you're playing Mm -hmm. and how you're trying to play it and ultimately i'm not concerned with how you get the job done as long as the job gets done um sometimes sometimes if i'm listening to it and i can really tell and it doesn't fit like I mean, we keep coming back to it, but good God, that fucking clean guitar on that Mill and Collins, <laughs> that later Mill and Collins stuff was so bad. And, and they were, what, however that guy was playing it, he was playing it wrong. One string. Yeah, that I top, don't know. High that E string. Not, not fucking good. But yeah, I mean, I, just playing power chords isn't the way to go for like a ska sound but if it's the sound that you're going for then it's fine okay that's the way that that's how I'm an accept an acceptable <laughs> answer everybody 
chime in. How do you like to play ska guitar? Anyway, next song. So speaking of Andiamo, Andiamo is an amazing album. It is very anti-Bush. So uh, if you want something that doesn't really hold up uh, lyric-wise. Oh, they get real specific about it. <laughs> very specifically. Yeah. Like a war on errorism, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were on Rock Against Bush. So uh, they surprising. were right in there. Yeah. I mean, Authority Zero. They have zero. They, they have zero authority? No, they respect zero authority. They, I think is they, what it is. <laughs> you know what, Authority? I respect you, the big fat goose egg. <laughs> this song is called Retreat. Surfy, who I came into the middle, yeah. Yeah, dub part. No, I love a dub part. How many dubs you got? Well, one. Okay. Woods. Me. <laughs> <laughs> <That's me. laughs> oh yeah, Woods. How many dubs you got? One in my name. Yeah. <laughs> that was clever. Yeah. We will get enough. Uh, you got to start picking out the pick it ups yeah. so we can play that part more often. <laughs> this song oh, plays like a song that I want to see a band play live. Oh, yeah. You know, like it, like this album in general, like it sounds good but it's like i feel like all of these songs would be way more rad if i was right there seeing it yeah i like the surf solo right yeah big fan of surf so andiamo uh also had their cover of mexican radio which is their absolute most highest uh streamed song the cover is always the most the cover mexican radio like who was asking for that nobody so they did it the the Uh, best kind of cover my so opinion. the band would follow up uh, this with an album called Rhythm and Booze, which was a, I, I remember it being like, a, it said shockwaves amongst certain ska people. It's an all acoustic uh, ska-ish record. And uh, it was a pretty, it was like shocking because they reworked all of their songs to be like super acoustic and like chill vibes. Okay. Um, and uh, like n- nobody, I guess, took them as seriously as a ska band until they had done that, and so this was kind of like their breakout moment, I guess. Um, I mean, they were probably well enough popular before, but this is almost like what gave them some legitimacy, S- some ska cred, some ska cred. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to pick the opening track. So this is a rework of their song a passage in time which was uh like a pretty big punk song yeah. from the first Previous album yeah. yeah yeah she has live is, yeah i was gonna say it's gotta be live yeah I like that the drummer is just playing normal drums, but with tiny cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's like, oh, we'll just put a splash in there instead of a crash. <laughs> acoustic. That's so acoustic. I put blankets in my kick drum. Acoustic, acoustic drumming. <laughs> For a new drummer, it's just like, how do I make it sound like I don't want to wake the neighbors? <laughs> put a towel over the whole thing. <laughs> um... This is all right. So this is like borderline what people know them for, like is doing acoustic shit. That's like, kind of sad. <laughs> and, oddly, like, like I think there's two versions of Authority Zero out there. There's the like, oh, they're they're like a punky ska sometimes band, but then there's this thing where like, oh, they're that band that does all that acoustic stuff, and that like might be. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm ca- casting aspersions, but based on what they contribute to, like compilations and stuff. I think that that is what makes them the money is when they do this mm. acoustic stuff. You know what, though? That's the, the fact of the matter is the most middle of the road stuff is what usually sells. Yeah. And if you're a punk band and you do acoustic versions of it, that's going to be as about as middle of the road as it gets. And so of course, they got to sell. They got to end their set by and I don't have it, but you were mentioning it by playing some kind of weird folk song like Rattling, Rattling Bog. Bog. <laughs> Or Patty on the Railway, <laughs> or uh, Drunken Sailor, and uh, he sings it real fast. Really fast. Really fast. Like, he gets the audience, like, <laughs> clapping, like, he starts singing. And then by the end, like, the whole crowd is like, <laughs> and they, like, can't keep up with him. Go, it's 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 wild. Like It is actually super funny impressive. and interesting, but it is just weird that there's this, like, this political band that like writes like you know like anti-flag adjacent material uh and they have this weird gimmick <laughs> at the end of their show you know what the problem is but nobody who else is doing that you know well <laughs> like a year ago the yeah. internet was doing it so the yeah. issue is they were just way too far ahead of the curve that's the thing shanties right right if they would have been able to get on the shanty train when the shanty train was like moving through town then forget about it forget about it uh all right we'll move along um next up is from their so the, after their first two albums they went they went independent uh and so 1234 was the name of the album that was their first like indie release uh, and it has a song called Sirens that is a Scottish song. So let's play that. This is a cool groove. I like this. bass player is really good very good bass player plays very interesting bass lines and also the i find the singer and the bass player will like harmonize and play more than the guitar does it seems like just in the songs that we've listened to which is not something a lot of bands do Pretty catchy. Yeah, I like that's that song. Good. Yeah, that's a catchy song. Uh, Wikipedia defines them as a uh, shoegaze band. <laughs> that's a fun <laughs> fact. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you think they were Vans? <laughs> Took a second. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I, I do think they're Vans. <laughs> So, okay, so they're a charting bet. They've charted on their uh, on Heat Seekers, not on the main 
Billboard, but it's the next album that they had is one of their biggest one. It was called Stories of Survival, and it was number five. And it's on. It was released on Suburban Noise, which uh, I'm going to hazard a guess I've, is yeah, uh, Cottonmouth King's label. It is. Oh. That is Cottonmouth King's label. What other bands are on that label? On Suburban Noise? Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a, a huge guess and say Cottonmouth, uh, Cottonmouth Kings. Kings are on there. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Head P.E. Ballin'. <laughs> so ballin'. Do <laughs> you want to talk about rap rock? Do you know what the P.E. stands for? <laughs> Physical education. Planet Earth. Oh, I did know that. <laughs> I did know that. I had a friend who was like a huge head. I can't believe that there was somebody that I knew in my life that was like, head P.E. is my favorite band. Yeah. And it's not like, they're like a band I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend like, before I was even in high school, like who was uh, he? He really liked uh, Head PE and and Drain STH, which is like another kind of so weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, maybe you're there. You're out there. Good for you. Swollen Members is on here. Oh yeah, we'll talk about Swollen Canadian Members. Canadian representation, yeah. baby. Love oh, it. Long Beach Dub All Stars. Oh, recently they just recently put out stuff on there. Oh, that's yeah. cool though. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look at Send Dog's solo album. That's sweet. That's fun. Yeah, Send Dog. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, Cypress Hill, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a vintage Cypress Hill shirt. I'm the weed smoking guy. <laughs> of course, I know Send Dog. <laughs> you remember him? Oh, Broken Side. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> broken Side. The very idea of Broken Side still makes me laugh. Uh, anyway, it's all it's all in that vein. <laughs> Uh, although they, you know, a 30 zero doesn't rap. So interesting that they were on there. Um, anyway, from this album, I pulled the song remedy, uh, and also with stories of survival. Uh, I believe the song is called big bad world. Yes. That was the, one of the singles and it was a pretty big song too, but anyway, I have remedy. Probably the most ska they've done up to this point. Yeah, this is fairly ska. Yeah. Bass should just join a marathon. Walking marathons. <laughs> walking so much. Do a walk run. Yeah. Yeah. Those, 10K walk run. Yeah. <laughs> One foot has to be in contact with the ground at all times. <laughs> Cowbell, isn't it? Yeah. We're breaking out a song. That's pretty close to Cowbell. That's <laughs> as, as close as you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fun riff. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a, that's about as good a place to take a, a breather. Uh, and uh, yeah, when we get back, we're going to do some more Authority Zero. Beep, beep. Welcome back to Checkered Past. We're talking Authority Zero from Phoenix, Arizona, or thereabouts. And we are now entering their next album uh, called The Tipping Point, which was released in 2013. 
and it was on a different label. It was on Hardline Entertainment, which is Pennywise's record label. Coming really? around full I had no circle. idea. Well, one of them. Uh, it says I, here, I just had no idea Pennywise had one. I thought they were just were on Epitaph forever. I, th- I think this is a vanity label mm. from the guitar guy, Fletcher. Oh, Fletcher's label. Okay, that yeah. kind of makes sense, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like the most... Subsidiary? Is it a subsidiary of like Epitaph or something? What a great question. Uh, it doesn't beer sell. Appears to be its own deal. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the song I have from there is, oh wait, oh no, no, no. Before we go that, sorry, I made a mistake. There was a second Rhythm and Booze album that had come out before that one, uh, on, uh, yeah. So on a different label, Viking Funeral Records. Uh, so the song that I pulled from there is Liberate Education. Uh, so this is again, another album that they did every two albums or so. They do a rhythm and booze where it's all acoustic. So let's hear this one. Get this thing rolling. Rhythm and booze too. Let's rhythm more booze. Have a great show tonight. This song's called Liberate Education. A little bit more production value. Yeah, this one sounds like the other one sounded okay, but this sounds much better. This sounds like they're a full fledged popular band with yeah. money to spend on a show. <laughs> yeah, it sounds less like they plugged into the board and more like they recorded a live show. Yeah. It doesn't sound as sloppy either. No. I mean, this one's kind of fallen into the graphic guitar fucking category for me, personally. That change is good. I like this. The actual song is better. Um, Rhythm and Boost 2. Not good. So, so. Not, not great. Not my favorite. Don't love it. Uh, yeah, it gets into the grandpa guitar scenario way too fast. Like, the first one I like because they basically just ska reggae everything. Right. This one is like they're like dicking around being like, look at this player fucking guitar. I'm um, just hanging out at this coffee shop singing you my songs. And it's like, but in front of like a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. The energy's not quite the same. Anyway, that's my that's my um, professional critique. Is I don't love it. Don't listen to it. It's not my favorite. Uh, you can like it. Who to who to thunk? <laughs> Rob not being into the acoustic record. Um, yeah, apparently we're making enemies saying that, but I know. <laughs> whatever. It is, what it is. So from this tipping point album, the song's called Struggle. So let's play that. Let's just dive right in. Since I fucked up. You got the strength, you got the drive, it's just a steering it all. You got the vision, got the mindset, now above and beyond. But can you take it and depend on yourself when the tough comes? You cannot fake it, it's a truth of a matter that calls you. You got the patience, got the words that you tongue. You're in the belly of the beast out of which you have become. But can you take it and depend on yourself when the time comes? You cannot fake it, it's a truth of the matter that calls you. Got you got the strength. Yeah. You got the drive to steer it all. Like this, this has got like a like some energy to it, you know. Yeah, I I feel like I listened to this record once. I don't remember anything sticking out. This one might have been a miss for me. I can't remember, but it also could have been a point in time. I generally will listen to a new Authority Zero record and just like give it a go because mm-hmm. they're usually 
dependable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, this one didn't stick with me as much. It sounds the same, but oh, it's kind of a vague descriptor, but a little more mature, I would say. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a little, maybe a little less boozy. Yeah. A little more rhythmy? Little, yeah. A little Was more there... on the rhythm, less on the booze. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> maybe they're afraid of spilling the booze into their electric instruments, so they only do the rhythm and booze with acoustic instruments. Because if you spill a beer into, like, a, an acoustic guitar, it's just a sloshy guitar. It doesn't wreck the electronics, you know? No, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I feel like you started talking and you're just like, I can make this go for probably 20 seconds. <laughs> had, to, had to run that song out. <laughs> Actually, thank you. I think that was kind of like lost me a little bit i was like uh okay the next song i have queued up is from the rancid tribute album hooligans united an album i love i love that record i I like like this really good and this is their cover of i want to riot the classic beavis and butthead song and hot damn this is a good cover oh yeah. Yeah. It's got a little like Western swingy almostness to it. Yeah. Like thoughtful arrangement. Man, when Authority Zero said, Oi, I really felt that. <laughs> It's also one of like the best Rancid songs. Yeah, dude, the Long Beach Double All Stars version is like the Rancid Long Beach version is oh, so good. Uh, Rancid Stubborn All Stars. Stubborn All Stars. Not Long Beach. So we were yeah. talking about Long yeah. Beach earlier. That's why I got screwed up. But yes, that's that that version of that song yeah. is so good. Yeah. I'm on riot. Ballsy move adding more notes to a Matt Freeman bass line. Yeah, right? <laughs> Ballsy move. That's like, so like that that cover album opens with, so it does the one-two cover of, um, uh, fuck, the first two songs from Outcome the Wolves. So uh, Maxwell Murder and then 12th Hour, right? Yeah. And so Anti-Flag does the Maxwell Murder cover, which is okay. basically uh, crit or... Sorry, who who plays bass in Anti Flag? Not Chris, right? Or is it one of the Chris's? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, and he uh, basically is just trying to show off that he can play the same, <laughs> like <laughs> right. He can play the that Maxwell he can also solo. play Maxwell Murder. <laughs> like he's yeah. like, look, I can also do this ridiculously fast bass song, uh, and then it's followed up with the Interrupters cover of Eleventh Hour. Oh, that's cool. uh, yeah, and they like scoffy it up, and it's like like peak Interrupters. It's re- really solid cover. And then yeah, this was like. The opposite. It's like, like, look how we can play this song, but maybe make it better. Anyway. Maybe. Uh, Hooligans United. It's like a long-ass album, and it's super, super good. Yeah, it's like 35, 40 tracks on it. It's so good. It's so crazy. Um, the next one is from the album Broadcasting the Nations. 
uh, which came out in 2000 and, oh, I'll get this, 2017 on Bird Attack Records. Is uh, that uh, Frenzel Rom? Woo. Let's find out. Bird Attack. While I'm looking this up, why don't we play the song Revolution Riot? Oh, two Riot songs in a row. Woo. Guys love a good riot. Oh, no pun at all. Oh, no, it looks like it's from Florida. That wouldn't be Friends of Rom's record. Though. Oh, that would be funny. Because they have a song called Bird Attack, so. This is pretty tight. This album rules. Yeah, Broadcast in the Nation is really good. This, something about the way they're playing this is just way tighter and more cohesive. Very than urgent. The previous like, stuff. Like, I feel like the previous stuff, the looseness was like helping it. Like it made it a little more punk rock, but this is like clean. And this sounds really good. Very straight ahead. Yeah. I would say this is probably the easiest record to get into because there's less wankeriness. Yeah. Yeah. Easy hooks. Perfect. Like yeah, a, that's great. Just a perfect song. Like, I like a bell. I like a good bells and whistles song, but sometimes just get in, get out, make it happen. Makes it t- like yeah, just makes you want to come back for it. Oh yeah. So now, uh, I I know it's you were really asking to make sure that there were more rhythm and booze albums. Uh, but guess what? There's a third one. <laughs> Boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this one is bananas. I also think that it's a, a tough listen, but there's a full fucking band and a horn section oh, that wow. plays on it. So yeah. I pulled a song from there. So they uh, went with a bigger band <laughs> and quieter guitars. Yeah. Okay. Destiny and Demise is the song I pulled off of Rhythm and Booze 3. Oh, and an organ. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. It just doesn't need to be an acoustic guitar at and, this point. And it, it, I think this would have been sick if this was like all kind of like ska and reggae but it's not they also dick around a lot like it's just like they're like uh we're gonna have like all these organ fills but it makes it sound like i don't know muzak a little bit yeah yeah which like in anticipation of an episode coming up i'm listening to the specials a lot and it's giving me some the worst elements of the specials (laughs) so but this is very very serviceable and the horns are a nice touch like i'll say that yeah. that mixes it up enough i liked i, I like yeah. the organ in there like i i wish they would have been the same instrumentation but just like a full like they're regular stuff but with that added in instrumentation. Oh, wouldn't that be cool that would have been great yeah they're almost due to do that like i would actually be really interested in a rhythm and booze studio where they can actually like make yeah. it sound nice you and know full. what i would yeah. i'd be more into that i think because yeah. i think I think maybe part of my issue with it is acoustic guitars in a live setting like that, no matter how they're plugged in or put into a PA, they just don't have the presence that an electric guitar has. The the skanks don't cut the way like a clean electric guitar does. The big power chordy parts don't punch the way a distorted electric guitar does. It just, it, it just doesn't fill out the sound 
for me as well. Whereas if they were in a studio doing the same thing, they could uh, do a little magic on it and make that stuff happen. I'd probably enjoy it more, but it's I, not for me. So well, and I mean, I, I'm sure it would be different if I was there and you know, like everyone was getting stoned and you know, there's just like weed smoke in the air. Yep. Uh, probably would I be a vibe. Yeah, probably would be. But I don't know if it's like as great on record. Anyway, that's me, uh, and that's Joey, <laughs> and we're checkered past. <laughs> and the next album is called per- they're prolific we've gone through a lot of albums i'm saying yeah how many the, albums is, we're so far? i've fucking well how many do i have queued 12 so they've had 12 holy three, shit three live rhythm and boozes and nine studio albums that's wild two, man, 2002 they they give her man like that what's even crazier yeah. is they spent like eight years not putting anything yeah. out and then, and then they, they spent put the rest album of every the time two years. that's crazy isn't that wild <laughs> So anyway, Persona Non Grata is this next one, um, released on the la- on a completely different label again, Concrete Jungle Records. Uh, specials reference, geez. Uh, the song I have is called "Back from the Dead." And this song is very. Oh, do you hear that vibro slap? I did. <laughs> Guess that percussion instrument. You know what I should do is like make a playlist of like all their ska stuff, not their rhythm and booze, but just like from their albums. I think that'd be a cool pseudo album. Yeah, totally. Like a ska boy JFK, but for for authority zero. Yeah, that's a sweet song. Yeah, I kind of talked over it, but it's it's good. Yeah, and then. So that album was 2018, one year after the one before that. And now, would it shock you to know they put out an album last year? <laughs> no, not not knowing that they put out an album every freaking two years. <laughs> so it shocks me. Goddamn podcast. <laughs> Fucking listening to Ska all the time. People send me goddamn Ska all the time. Oh, yeah. I and nobody even talked wild. about it. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, what? But I know, like, yeah, last year was crazy for Ska, and there's so much coming out that I get it that, like, an authority zero record is probably not high stakes compared to uh, like, you know, flying raccoon suits album or uh, like cat bite. Like there was just so many big albums last also, year. Also, I like, feel like this band may fall into a similar category that I consider bands like death by stereo or strung out in um, where they kind of fall in between a genre. So they might not get exposure right. to both genres you know what I mean? Like, like Death by Stereo is, they're a hardcore band, but they're a metal band, and it's really hard to pick where they fit. So I feel like a lot of metal fans don't listen to them, and a yeah. lot of hardcore fans don't listen to them. So like, I feel like Authority Zero kind of yeah. straddles that line between like skate punk and ska enough that like maybe they don't really get in the ears of ska folks that much, and maybe not as much into yeah. punk punk people as well because they're kind of in the middle, right? And I'll give them this. They're a bunch of white dudes, man. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of like white dudes, like white dudes. Like maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I should like double check, but I'm like 90% sure they're like, uh, and, and I'm just looking at pictures of them. Uh, they give off real dude energy. And some, and that doesn't fly as well as a more exciting, more diverse band would, especially nowadays. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if they're saying anything different that wasn't said in 2002 when they put out their first record. You know right. what I mean? Again, they're dependable. You know what you're getting for when you listen to it. 
but is it exciting for especially if you're a new fan or a new listener maybe not maybe it's not offering anything new have they fallen into like that legacy act kind of and it's funny because they came out as the band that was like we're the young version of the legacy act right but now they've become old but now the legacy act the legacy legacy act is like some cool classic rock stations are starting to play those <laughs> legacy oh, acts. Yeah, so. like when classic rock stations are playing Basket Case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're in a different we've we've gone through the looking glass. Yes. Yes. Uh so their their most recent album was called Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. And I picked the song Ear to Ear because it features the Japanese ska band Hey Smith on there. Cool. Yeah. Hey Smith's record on Asian Man is amazing, by the way. She listens to it. Very skate punky as well. What do they make the hay out of? Uh, hay's at the farm. Yeah, but they're Hay Smiths, so what do they like? Have you ever heard that thing before? You say when people say hay and you say hay's at the farm. It's like a thing you say to kids. Oh, like hay is for horses. Yeah, hay is for horses. Hay's at the farm. Hay's for horses. Yeah. This is pretty good. You would dig the Hay Smith record. That would be an album you would enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. More crappy bass playing. Yeah. Just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> your two biggest takeaway or your biggest takeaway from this is their singer is very talented. Their bass yeah. player plays ludicrously fast and they're very dependable. So if you like what you hear, you could probably just grab an Authority Zero record and enjoy it. Andiamo is the one that most people get into. Uh, very good, awesome album. Broadcasting to the Nations is maybe my favorite. To be honest, yeah. my, when my coworker was just playing that, this is Authority Zero Radio or whatever, like mm-hmm. this, their sp- generous spot. Spotify generated podcast or uh, or playlist for their band. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. It was all of the songs that I remembered hearing from a variety of records. So yeah. Yeah, it's just hard to like sell it to anybody who's like looking for something yeah, it exciting. Re- it really is something that like, like, is a lot easier to sell to someone in their approaching forty who, <laughs> yeah. who are like, "Hey, remember like face to face and stuff?" And here's a band that's kind of like that, but ska. Like, face to face is another band that kills in Edmonton. They came, They were at the last Warp tour that was here in Edmonton. Uh, and I know we're at time on the pod, but um, the uh, they they played a song I can't even remember. Like I don't know any face to face songs. I, I they're good. I just ordinary. Like, just yeah, disconnected. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah. That's how more I more of them. That's the type of music that they play, and that's my feeling when they play. Yes, they're <laughs> ordinary and disconnected. Anyway, yeah. uh, but they put on a good live show, and they played a song, and like they stopped playing because the crowd literally sang the entire song. Like one of those moments. Edmonton will do that. Yep. And like, they were like blown away. They were like, we were just in Seattle, Washington and uh, we got rocks thrown at us and we were booed off the stage because we weren't playing the type of music that these other kids are playing out here. Right. Cause they, it was like one of the last warp tours that was in Canada and was like, you know, a lot of emo and, and pop punk stuff. Uh, and metalcore, and so people weren't the kids at the time weren't jive. Edmonton vibing is an old growth punk scene, very much so. It's like a like an old forest that nobody ever cut down for punk fans. <laughs> Not so great if you're a new tree that's trying yeah. to grow in Edmonton, 
But if you're one of those old trees that's been around for a gajillion years, killing it at Edmonton. Uh, yeah, I think that that's telling. And But, I mean, that means that, you know, if you're that kind of band, you'll come up here. And for them, it's probably awesome. Oh, yeah. It's probably totally. awesome that there's, like, a haven in the middle of fucking nowhere that you can go to, play an awesome two, three hundred person show, like, have a hero's welcome. Yeah. Like, it, it'd I mean, probably be worth the I say it kind of sarcastically, it, yeah. but, like, I go to all those shows. I love all those bands. Like, that's that's my... that. That style of music, like that era of punk rock, was my launching point into music, really. So, like, when Face to Face comes, or like, I've seen Face to Face three, four times. Oh, they, they like, play here all the time. Yeah, I love, well, like, they're a great band. I love, I, we saw, yeah. who did we see? We saw No Fun at All at the Starlight Room. And uh, I, think I don't that think was I like, went to that one. You didn't. I'm pretty uh, sure I missed that one. You didn't go to that one? No. I thought you were there. So, Ariane was there for sure. Yeah. I think maybe it was like 50 people there. And I just remember, though, like, there were people just losing their shit like i'm a kind of a wallflower at shows unless it's like a true ska song and i was just drinking my you beer just out with and one i was headlight. like haven't hmm you just hang out with one headlight because you're a wallflower. Oh, wallflowers uh okay is that the uh lennon sean lennon jacob dylan jacob dylan not sean lennon oh. other other famous kid yeah um and so uh, this guy came this guy just like was like sweaty from moshing and he ran up to me and he's like Get closer to the stage. They flew all the way from fucking Sweden to play for you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's Edmonton punk show energy yeah. right there. <laughs> You're like, that's fair, but they have my money already. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and this they're doing they're doing a very good job. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> uh all right. There we did it. We did it. Authority zero. Put it in the bag. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Checkered Past. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Checkered Past Pod or send us an email at checkeredpasspod at gmail.com. To support the podcast, you can sign up for the Checkerhead Patreon to get the episodes uncut in both audio or video format. Or you can buy some merch at checkeredpast.ca. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. This episode is produced and engineered by Joey. That's me. Also makes the playlist featuring music from today's episode. Our trombonist theme was provided by... Keelan, a good friend, at Keelan Smith on the tweets. And next week, we will have a very special episode. So until next time, I'm Rob. And I'm Joey. And in the mortal words of Authority Zero, think about the promise that kept you wandering in time. Don't you know that they kept you walking and wandering in time? <laughs>